It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. Yeah, I mean, by the way, thank you. I, I'd already forgotten who. Somebody said, Glenn, why don't you just fade out the music yourself on the recording that you use? And it was a really good idea that I just completely forgot to do during the course of the week. So we're going to have an op- awkward fade. I'll try to get around to that, but, you know, it probably won't happen. It'll just be a thing I deal with every week moving forward. Episode number 48,000 of Jobbing Out. Episode number 48,000. Anyone? That's how many, that how many seats short they were from filling Allegiant Stadium? Well, it's the how many seats difference there is from Allegiant Stadium <laughs> to the MGM. Uh, it's uh, 65 to 17,000 as they make the move to a small... There it is! There's that awkward! There it is! That awkward... It just goes away. <laughs> there it is! It's gone now. It's like when you it's like when you listen to the chirp for uh, someone who has their smoke detector beeping. And by now way, everyone's going to be listening for it. I went I went from volume 3 to volume 2 to volume 1 and nope, didn't matter. It just it's there, it's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. I blame Apple Music. Um yeah, they went from uh, 65,000 seats to 17,000 seats. All right, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton with you. Uh, it is a picks week, so that's what we're going to do, AW Double or Nothing. Speaking of Vegas, Aaron, are you going to be able to take anything in this weekend? Yeah, I'll be going to Double or Nothing, and nice. good chance I find myself at something over the weekend. Very so nice. much going what on. El- yeah, what else is going on out there? I, there? There's a lot of indie shows out here. Uh, I know GCW has it. They've kind of rented out one of the, the event centers in a casino, and there's like five or six different indies running it. Um the local company FSW is doing a couple shows and just kind of just a bunch of stuff going on. All right. Are you so are you rooting for the Celtics to win the night so that's not an impact on Sunday or how are you handling that? Yeah. I mean, for me, this series has been so terrible it's been that like wretched, it, I agree, but it, the, it, it doesn't it, as far as but, but Tony Khan to is watch, going to manipulate the card. Yeah, that's but, the thing. I, I don't want that to happen, especially because, again, there's no reason to because people will be wanting a reason to not have to watch the Celtics and heat. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of rooting for uh, that series to end just right. for that. All right. Very good. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's make our picks double or nothing. Coming up on Sunday night at uh, it's at the big arena, right? It's at T-Mobile. T-Mobile, yep. Very good at T-Mobile Arena, which of course couldn't be where they. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> there are eleven matches scheduled for this card, beginning with a pre-show match. Ten matches scheduled for the main card. It seems like a lot, but let's just go through yeah. it. Pre-show, uh, as always, we will do who should win, who will win. Pre-show, Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen against Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. I don't believe this requires much. Shouldn't Will Hookhausen. Shouldn't Will Hookhausen. And honestly, one of the things I'm most looking forward to on the show, just to see Danhausen. All right. Yeah. 
Okay. Stood him well. Stood him well. Sorry, there was a ambulance. There still is an ambulance driving past, but should him well, Hookhausen. All right. Very good. Now we get into actual matches on the card. We begin. Uh, you know what? Let's start with the fun- the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Aaron. This one's interesting, just because I don't know exactly where they're going with it. I'm, I'm going to say simply because the Hardys are basically done, but I feel like they're want it to continue that's the one tricky thing i would normally say should and will bucks i just there's a part of me that wonders about the uh you know if they want to give kind of the hardies one more big run and this would kind of be the spark of it um also if you go through their history the bucks did win the last match between them so i wonder if they even that out there um but i'll just kind of go with my initial thought and say should and will young bucks but i'm curious to see where they go with it I mean, the should should be easy. The young bucks should win the match. Of course, um, there. I don't. Ha- I mean, there's nothing to debate there to me. Um, the will is the part where I, I hear you, Aaron. Like they sign these guys. You know, whatever. We've been through all of it. I, I, I think they probably do. Like, by the way, if this was WWE, would there be any doubt about who would be winning? Because it would be just our guys, right? Our uh, guys win. Um. And and actually side that way, like even aside from everything else, like AEW, like, like the Bucks are their guys. Like they should win this. It's this isn't an up and coming team that you know what I mean. Like so, like in that sense, that math works for me. And I I think they'll do it. I think the Bucks win. I obviously to your point, Brandon. Yes, should the Bucks? Uh, there's no question about the Bucks unless there's some goofy thing. I don't think there's a world in which you're trying to create dissent between Matt and Nick. I don't know what the point of that would be. I just can't come up with a scenario in which it's beneficial for the Hardys to win. So the should is easy. The will, I I would actually almost go kind of the opposite way with AEW. The will is always the former WWE stars that we think we're trying to pretend are a big deal. Um, that's, That's who does win around here. We let them win everything uh, at the the expense of the answer is always, and especially, um, you know, as someone that's from the South and it's the, the, the weird part would be that the AW answer is the Hardys win because that's what they do as a company. What they will do on Sunday. I don't know. I, I just don't see anything that. Aaron, your point about do they want to have one more big run for the Hardys? What is that? Like, what doing what exactly? Um, what what is well, I, well, well, I well, I think the Hardys individually are nothing at this point. I do wonder if there is something with the Hardys as a team that could spark something. And then again, you're right. I don't know exactly what that is because, like. You Did, don't need the, them in to win the tag titles. I but, I don't agree with that. By the way, the Hardys individually are not nothing. Matt Hardy might be nothing. Like Jeff Hardy is still a significant personality. He's a, a significant sig- personality, but as a single wrestler, like we've seen enough of the single wrestler to know that he's not. You're not getting main event Jeff Hardy. In, has he know. lost a match other than other than the tournament? Like screw that. Match I mean, has he happened? has he wrestled many singles matches? Have been all of them been singles matches? I, I'd have to go back and look, but I, mean, I, just, I they've been I, booking I mean, him relatively strong since he came in, and and I don't like. Here's, listen, no one wants to have this conversation. Jeff Hardy is a much bigger star than Matt Hardy. It's oh, not close. Uh, no, you're wrong. You're a hundred percent wrong about that. Jeff Hardy might be more um, accomplished. 
maybe, but Matt broken Matt Hardy is by far the most significant thing that but either of them have. That's not a thing right now. At, at the moment, without that, it's, it's, I mean, like he had a moment where he was. It's it's, it's like it was it's like when Matt Hardy is like when Fuel was an arena band, right? Like he had that minute where he was a significant thing. Jeff Hardy is Pearl Jam. No, like, you're 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 nuts, I, bro. I love you. This is the most. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Matt, you're you're vastly underselling what that was. That was, and I mean this with all due respect, so much more over than Jeff Hardy has ever been as a singles performer. There's no way of comparing it. And part of the problem being, I don't, I don't know how to describe. Matt Hardy made an entire professional wrestling company relevant that was utterly and completely irrelevant, and went immediately back to being utterly and completely irrelevant. Matt Broken Matt Hardy was star of stars in pro wrestling. Was. If we're being if we're being honest, Broken Matt Hardy might really be why it is that AEW exists. Because Broken Matt Hardy was the only thing that was happening in professional wrestling that really made it seem like it was viable for there to be something besides WWE. Nothing else did that. The we can give Cody Rhodes credit because he was sort of behind the scenes trying to make it work. We can say that the Bucks were the, the most established stars that had never been in WWE and Kenny in the same way, so they were relevant. But the only time we ever got a taste of something that could exist beyond WWE was simply and completely because of Broken Matt Hardy. Broken Let me Matt frame Hardy. This a different way. If there was a meet and greet happening and you could buy Jeff or Matt Hardy, who would have the bigger line? It's not close. It's yeah. not. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Who, I don't know. And I also don't know who the audience is because you keep yeah. saying that if the audience is is people that are really into professional wrestling, you're right. It's not close. It's way more Matt Hardy. No. If the audience is average, no. w, dude, you're drunk. You don't know what you're saying because this wasn't your world. You don't understand how important Broken Matt Hardy was to professional wrestling fans. Now, your point is with the average WWE fan, the person that maybe isn't as in, and so they like Jeff Hardy more, and Jeff Hardy was more relevant in WWE. Who and was there more of, though? What do you mean? Well, but that's that's what. But who's showing up in, there in, more in your hypothetical scenario? Who's showing up? Here's, here's the truth. At StarCast, Matt gets the longer line. At WWE access in three years when they're doing this, it's Jeff. But at StarCast right now, it's probably Matt. I I think you're missing something big time here because you're you view things through the scope of WWE. And I get it. In WWE, Jeff Hardy was a much bigger star than Matt Hardy would ever be. In professional wrestling, it's almost exactly the opposite of that. That's the part. And I'm not trying to crap on Jeff Hardy in any way. I but like Jeff Hardy. Do you think Hardy. it feels like Matt Hardy could be a solo star at AEW right now, or does it feel like Jeff Hardy could be? A I don't solo? think either of them. No, could. I, yeah, I agree with Aaron. Yeah, I don't think this either is one. Where of them I, I started with this match, by the way, if like if you had uh, given two months to this build, this match could have been conceivably, if you wanted to, a main event of a pay per view. And I don't see any way that Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy individually could be the main event of an AEW pay per view. 
Okay. Oh, I'm I, to say the that shirt's they, pretty cool. Elite versus delete. Did you see that? I did see that. But to say pretty that cool. they to say that they couldn't be, I don't because you know, in fairness, my God, like th- remember, I mean, anybody can re- remember yes. remember how they used to put together championship matches in AEW. Uh, okay, fair. <laughs> but, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like this could be legitimately like a legit main event, not just a oh, we got to put this match. Yeah, I, I hear you. And so I, let me let me come back as we got off on we kind of got loose in a tangent there for a second. I come back to a couple of things. This is it. If the, there's nothing bigger than the Bucks, this doesn't kick off a relevant run for the Hardys. This is the apex of it. There's not the tag belts are nothing on this pay per view. You you couldn't with last night with a gun to your head remind yourself of who all was competing for the tag belts. The, the tag belts are zilch. Wait, wait, Glenn. Which tag belts? Yeah, thank you. Great, great point. There's about a billion of them. Because <laughs> there was was it this week or last week a team cut a promo about how they were going to win three different championships. It's, it's Maybe ins- we'll go after these. It, Maybe we'll go after these. Was- the the Bucks are the pinnacle of the tag conversation in AEW. So beating the Bucks is the end of it. Like it it doesn't start something. There's there's nothing left after. What do you do? That's fair. Where would you go after the Bucks? You would have to put together a super team. I mean, I guess the only answer would be if they hadn't added, added Wheeler Yuta, that it could have just been John Moxley and and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson because they were a super team. But now they're doing some other thing. I mean, may, I guess they could maybe still do something there. I don't know. Um, but this is it. So. I really don't know where you would what the benefit would be of having the Hardy. The Hardys can always be the Hardys, for as long as they're going to be there and they're trying to. They can every time they come out, no matter what they do, they can still be the Hardys and they can still be some sort of attraction and they can still be something that sells tickets. But this is the Young Bucks. This is the end of the line for tag teams in AEW. There's nowhere else to go after this. So I just can't come up with anything that makes it beneficial for the Hardys to win again. And so I say, will Bucks, but I give that caveat of, but everything we know about AEW says the guys that used to be in WWE are going to win. So I, I'll, I'll regret it for sure after I, after I say that. All right, uh, back to the card. Next, let's go to a trios match. or I, They're not even calling it that. They're calling it a 16 tag. No, they're calling it a trios match, right? Are they yeah. saying are they saying trios in AEW? It says six man tag man. They've they've definitely said trios. Right. They've used both probably. House of Black against Death Triangle. Brandon. <sighs> I don't know who should win. What I, I, I mean, I guess if House of Black is supposed to be a real thing, then they should win, right? I I, I don't know. We've talked about Death Triangle on here before. Like it's kind of a thing. When they want it to be a thing, but it's kind of not a thing, right? Like, I like it, but it's kind of not, they haven't really, you know, they just go to that well when they want it. And so for that reason, I think House of Black should win, and they probably do win, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, House of Black shouldn't will win. Um, I wish, I wish I was more into Death Triangle. I mean, I, I, I know that there are people that absolutely love Death Triangle. I've just, it's never, it's just never done anything for me. More more so than any of, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want to come up too negative. You shouldn't will the House of Black. You know, this is one of those matches that's kind of frustrating for me on this card. It's such a bloated card. And where it's like, this match actually wouldn't shock me if it ended up being the best match of the night just because of the performance involved. 
but I also, because of how much this has dragged on, like, variations of this feud has been going on for, what, four months now, six months now almost? Right. That it's just, it's dragged on and on and on that I almost don't care about it. But again, it's going to be just a tremendous match, and I'm going to love watching it. But, yeah, I mean, the only thing to do with this match is House of Black, because, you know, as much as House of Black has sort of been a presence, they don't really have a big win, and this at least would sort of count as a big win, That's just because it's on the pay-per-view. So, yeah, it has to be House of Black here in my mind, so shouldn't will House of Black. And, by the way, I'll go back to what I did for WrestleMania. Uh, there are odds on this match. House of oh, Black, yes. minus 200, Death Triangle, plus 150. Okay, that sounds about right. What were the odds on? There, there are odds on the Hardys. Yeah, uh, and Bucks? Bucks minus three hundred, Hardys plus two hundred, uh-huh. and Hookhausen is minus two thousand. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. So yeah, it sounds about. That actually kind of lines up with everything we said so far. Uh, the yeah. odds make sense. All right. Uh, next up, let's go to the Owen Hart Cup Tournament Finals. Do, do we know? What these mean? Like, have they, have I just missed that? Like, what? no, they they haven't said anything though. We get a title uh, match, right? Do they? I don't think I, they they haven't officially said it. Tony Khan said on Sunday we will find out like what this is. Oh so. Jesus Christ! Okay, so if that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of changes like what you would say, right? Like, well, a little bit, maybe, not really, maybe, maybe. God, because it also depends wh- how you think the title matches end up and in what form they end up. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, there's, there's going to be a belt given to the winner. Apparently. Well, that's right. The Owen Hart belt. Cause we need more of those. Right. Cause they need more belts. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> this is what makes it difficult because as always like doing this for the sake of, Hey, we wanted to do something to honor Owen Hart. Okay. It's cool. But yes, yeah, to the point where like, there should be something that comes from it. There should be a, a championship match of some sort, a con, whatever it is, announcing that afterwards is is very stupid. Like, it should be part of the what it, it should be part of the story of why these people are trying so hard in order to win. But the hell do I know? Um, we'll begin with the women's uh, Owen Hart tournament final. Doctor Britt Baker against either. Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander, and that's uh, that has not been taped yet, right, Aaron? That yeah, that's being taped about four hours from now. Okay, uh, or is it live now because or, of yeah, the no, actually, no, yeah, it, yeah, it's live in about four hours. Yeah, it's live at six thirty Eastern time. They are doing uh, Rampage this week ahead of the 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 Blues game, the Blues yes. Avalanche game. Um, I don't think it much matters. I think this was telegraphed for Britt Baker to win anyway from the get go. Now, I, I this is the, this is the which I disagree with, by the way. Okay, we'll get there. I, like this is where there's a tricky part. I do, hmm. I do wonder if because they named it after Owen Hart, the point is to somehow let the faces win. And. If that's the case, then you get Ruby Soho a moment, and it doesn't really matter at all, but it feels like you did something with Ruby Soho, which otherwise you haven't actually done. If it matters in some sort of way... Ah, God damn it, I'm struggling with this. Maybe I'll just come back to that. Maybe I'll come back to... Should... I definitely don't think this is a, the faces are winning. Uh, hang on a second. Thing. I'm going to say something. Should be Chris Statlander, because Chris Statlander is awesome. And and there should be more things happening for Chris Atlander. Will be? 
I'm going to default to Ruby Soho, and it's a cheap moment for a, a face to get something and for them to pretend like they did something significant with Ruby Soho, even though it's not actually significant. So I have no idea how they overcome Britt Baker having two friends with her to help out, but whatever they do, should Chris Atlander will Ruby Soho. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at this like, can you do something with this? Whether or not it actually ends up being anything like Britt Baker winning it, you know, she's already Britt Baker, the king of the mountain, queen of the mountain top. And unless this turns into, you know, setting her on the path towards Jade, they're not setting her on a path towards Thunder Rosa again, because I don't think they're doing that again. Um, like Britt Baker doesn't need this. And so to me, the question is, is it Ruby or Ruby So or Chris Statler? Because I feel like the winner of that match very likely wins this. And, and I'd have no problem because, again, whether it actually does do anything, it, it's potentially something as opposed to not potentially something with Britt Baker. Um, the fact that they keep and, and the fact that they are especially Red Velvet kind of doing the Chris Statlander is scary. We don't want to face Chris Statlander. You know, it probably I think Chris Statlander should and will end up winning this. Wow. Well, I'm going to add something to it, which is the what it should have been was Tony Storm winning. That's what this should have been. Um, I I don't understand what like 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 you said like if this was just engineered so that Britt Baker should win. That is not what this should have been. Like I disagree with them doing that. Like that's insane for all the reasons that Aaron just said. Like Britt Baker is bulletproof at this point. Yeah. Now ex- she can except lose. for the fact that except for the fact that they. They took the belt off of her. The belt has unfortunately become completely irrelevant, and they might feel the need to immediately inject her right back into that, and so they need to have her be strong until that moment. But that's okay. Like, in tournaments, people lose all the time, and then you can have her beat whoever on Dynamite. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that Britt Baker has well-established her dominance here. I don't think she needed to win this tournament or even be in the finals, to be honest with you. But I'll saying all that, I'll, I'll say... It should be Ruby Soho. You've given Chris, like, I love Chris Statlander. I think she deserves to be in this spot, but you've given her opportunities. Like, Ruby Soho has come in and done basically nothing um, after all that fanfare. And I don't know if there were some injuries in there or whatever. I mean, it doesn't feel like it. And I don't watch Dark or the whatever online shows. So I don't know if she's been around or if she's been off for a month here and there or whatever. Um, but, uh, I mean, sure as hell should be Ruby Soho, right? And I'm going to say they know that and the, and that they will do that. But I'm very skeptical that they don't just give it to Brit. All right. Uh, let's do the men's. Uh, on the men's side, we do know it will be Adam Cole against Samoa Joe for the Owen Hart Cup tournament final. Aaron. This one is so tricky because I haven't even... 100% landed on not just who's winning the, the like if, if we're assuming that this is leading to a title match somewhere in the summer the title match to me and, and we'll get into this a little bit later there are so many different directions they could go with it not just who wins but how they win and what direction that takes shape that it, it's to me tricky like if Paige wins presumably Adam Cole wouldn't win this if it's going to be a quick title shot and, and but he absolutely could face CM Punk. If if CM Punk is a face, we don't know what that's looking like going forward. Um, 
the Samoa Joe could obviously face either of them because look, if you, this is just even if Samoa Joe doesn't end up being the champion here, just having him kind of face all these people is valuable in some way to AEW. I also think if you're looking at it as as you know, this is the Owen Hart tournament. This is a wrestling tournament. This is you know such and such a thing. Um, Samoa Joe absolutely embodies a lot of that. So for that reason, I'm going to lean towards Samoa Joe here. Um, I just I think Adam Cole through the summer. I think we're going to see a lot more of the info or or just at least the dynamics in the Super Elite. And I, I think this is a good thing for Joe. So I will say should Joe. And I will say, will Joe. Okay. I mean, since the second they announced this tournament and showed who was in it, I've always thought that Adam Cole should be winning. Um, I, I don't know the part of me that, so the, for me, the should is Adam Cole. The, the part I'm not sure about is the thing that they're going to say this is for or where it's spinning off to or whatever. And if it's spinning off to some like ring of honor thing, then Samoa Joe's going to win. <laughs> but if it's if it's not that, and if it's a real thing, I think Adam Cole should win, and I think that he will. I, I Adam Cole needs to be a superstar on this show. I'm not so sure if Samoa Joe needs to be a superstar. I think he is Samoa Joe. I don't think he needs to be the top guy on the show or whatever. I think Adam Cole, they need him to be that. So I'm going to say should and will Adam Cole. I think it shouldn't will Adam Cole. I am not as convinced about Adam Cole as a superstar on the show. Um, I think he can be that. I don't know that he needs to be that necessarily. Um, I think there are like legitimate superstars on the show that they just kind of haven't figured out. I think Adam Cole can be a, a, a feature, a guy that you're constantly selling tickets and people want to see. I don't know if he needs to be an elevated superstar. But what I do know is that literally you gave Samoa Joe a belt. You did something for Samoa Joe. How much are we doing for Samoa Joe? And and don't get me wrong, like, I like Joe. I like Joe a lot. But, like, how, how old is Samoa Joe? Yeah, and he's feuding with, like, eight people right now, right? He's got a lot going on there, man. Like, I... And again, part of this being, I don't know if any of this even matters remotely. And to your point, Aaron, if it's just about, hey, it was a tournament, that's all it was, and Joe's a wrestler, and Joe's a little bit older, and so it's a thing, It's this is all about Owen Hart. Okay, I mean, I hear you, but I just don't see it. Adam, to me, the Owen Hart thing plays much more into Adam Cole than... Why? Samoa. Why? Because he's that kind. he's more of that kind of wrestler. Samoa Joe's like a big guy. Okay, I mean, there's that. I'll give you. I mean, that. he feels like more. If he, he feels like someone who would have been in that category with Owen Hart, like if he if their careers intersected, they would have wrestled quite a bit, <laughs> quite a few but, times. But I, Samoa Joe, you know, you think a lot about Matt wrestling when you think about Owen. So there's Samoa Joe there. It, you could probably make arguments for both sides, honestly. I just um, can't. I can't think like that looking at him. Like it's hard for me to like get past what he looks like and what they look like. And also, the other thing you could say is, what if this is to parlay? And again, we don't know what's going on with Kenny, right? We still don't know. He's um, apparently not. He's, he's apparently not necessarily close. Really? Because I would, that, I would that, say that this would cement group. Adam Cole as the leader of that group, and then that's the way. Like, even if it's not pointing him towards the title picture, 
it could point him more towards that situation where he's the leader of this group more so with whatever's going on, you know, in the future with Kenny and the rest of them. Ultimately, I'm going with Adam Cole. Shouldn't will. That's that's my point. Is there? I assume there are no odds for the women's match because we don't know who's in it yet. But are there odds for? Yeah, that? And, and there's no odds for this match either. Surprisingly, that's, that is odd. That is at least odd. not on this side. I can see if there's anything somewhere else. All right, um, because reasons an anarchy in the <laughs> arena match. The Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and w- Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Brandon. Is this me? Yes. I don't see yeah. any reason why the Jericho people should win. Like I, I, I can't wrap you, my you, head you're, around. You're gonna have to tell me why the other people should win. Well, I don't know why this match is happening. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I, this whole thing is just such a cluster f. Um, I mean, Glenn, what you're gonna say is one's a group and the other one's super friends, but they didn't. We go down this road. <laughs> With stadium stampede. But we also got the greatest t-shirt in professional wrestling history. This is true. Um, And at least those super friends were supposed to sort of be something. I I don't care. I mean, can I say I don't care? Like, I don't... Uh, Give me a pick. uh, Faces should win. Jericho wins. Um, The should should is unquestionable. The, The... the Jericho Appreciation Society should win because, as Brandon just said, one of them's a group. This isn't hard to figure out. When something's a group and the other one isn't, the group should win. Because if you're literally a group and you can't win a match against someone who isn't a group, you shouldn't be a group anymore. What is the point of your groupdom? Like, what What are you doing? It is of no advantage to you. It's not helping End it forever. Now, have they announced any rules for this? By the way, it's uh, anarchy. Yes, I don't know if you heard. It's it's just just no. But I mean, like, is it elimination or is it? Like... It's anarchy, Brandon. <laughs> Come on. So, so they haven't said anything. Like, there, there, there's no ball... way. There's no way it's an elimination match. There's too many people involved for that. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. On, I mean, on an eleven match card. Passed. On an eleven match card, you're gonna have an elimination match. Um. Look, I, the the only flip side to my argument is, but should the Jericho Appreciation Society be a group? No. So, like, maybe it's not the end of the world if they lose, and then that's just not a thing any longer because it's not really a thing. Um, but that being said, should the Jericho Appreciation Society, I think absolutely will uh, the faces. I think there's no question about that. I think it's a... Anarchy in the arena match, and they're going to get a huge pop out of Eddie Kingston pinning Chris Jericho at the end or whatever the F they're going to do. And, you know, Danielson and Moxley standing around them and smiling with their teeth out. And I guess Wheeler Uter comes back, right, for this? He's in Japan. Oh, he's still stuck in Japan. I think he's still in Japan. All right. Whatever. They'll. They, they should... wait, 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 wait a second. Why? Why what? Why is he not. He's 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 in the uh, Battle of Super Juniors in Japan. I mean, you could argue the only person that would have gotten anything out of this would be him. <laughs> like what? The guy you're pushing in your group is not around. Yes, he's in Japan. What's that's this? why he hasn't. That's why he hasn't been around the past two two or three weeks. 
That is insane. Yeah, why did they put him in this? <laughs> and it was working, by the way. <laughs> like he was, he, he was, was getting, he was getting over. Yeah. Anyway, my my only assumption is that was something that he had worked out months well, ago. I'm and sure. Was, it's yeah. just it's insane yeah. though. Yeah. Well, I, and, I, and I they're gonna go back to it for Forbidden Door, obviously, but sure. Still, still. Um, yeah, <laughs> should Jericho will the faces? Yeah, I mean, I was going to bring up what you brought up is simply what do they view the Jericho Appreciation Society as? And depending on how they view it, whether or not they view it as a thing or just a thing, it, it may not matter almost who should win if they don't view Jericho Appreciation Society as much of anything. Um, yeah. I but I, I'll, I'll do the, people... I was trying to do the math of like which group has the most jobbers in it. <laughs> no, well, what one very obviously has more jobbers in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I will, but I will default back to if the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to do something, you have them win, especially because you can do the deception. Like if you wanted to spin this off and have you know a little miscommunication between Danielson and Kingston and spin that off into a match down the line just to have that match. Okay. Perfectly right. reasonable to do that. Um, but I'm kind of with Glenn that it will end up just being, you know, everyone celebrates his wild thing place. Yep. That's the thought. All right. For the TBS, uh, by, the odds, yeah. by the way, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. super friends, minus three fifty Jericho appreciation society plus two twenty five. Yep. Uh, for the TBS championship, uh, Jade Cargill against Anna J. Uh, is this, is this me? Yeah. Okay, moving forward. <laughs> Jake Cargill's minus 1,800, Anna Jay's plus 700. Yeah. 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 I can't believe that's all it is, frankly. <laughs> I can't believe it's only that. All right, next for the tag belts. Uh, Jurassic Express defends against Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland because, sure, sure, Aaron. It's going to be a fun match. Looking forward to it. It's exciting. Um, I genuinely have no idea who's going to win it. Uh, I would say probably... Boy, this is tricky. I'm going to say probably should be Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. You put them together, unless you're going to have like imminent plans to put one of them into one of the title pictures as a single star. Uh, I think you should do something with them. I think it was also notable that of all of the people who ran out, Keith Lee was the one who got the music on uh, Dynamite. Uh, so hopefully that's them realizing, yeah, this should be a big deal whenever Keith Lee hits the ramp. So I'm going to say, should Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland? And I'm going to say will, and I, I pause that because I almost said the champs retain there, but I feel like they're going to, they're, they keep heading, they keep teasing this dissension between Jungle Boy and Christian. I think they're finally going to pull the trigger on it and have that match at all out or whatever. Okay. Brandon. I mean, part of me is like, you know, I try to think it's the tag team situation there is so convoluted that it's hard to say, like, where would the where are they going next? I mean, other than you would hope FTR, but like FTR has some other belts and they're fighting about other belts and people are attacking them about other belts. Um, so to me, yeah, I think that the only story that feels like that is being being told is the. Christian thing with with Jungle Boy and so I don't think they need to lose to do that but I think it's probably more effective if they do and 
I know the answer is not Team Taz, so <laughs> I'm going to say um, I think the should is I, I would much rather them keep the belts on Jurassic Express and do a really big, great match with the Hardys or the Bucks or FTR or whoever um, to make that situation matter more just because those are all the teams you've built up. Um, but I think Keith Lee and Swerve might win. I, I think that's – I think – if, if the, the goal is just to get the belts off of them so they can do the, the Jungle Boy Christian thing, then, yeah, I think Keith Lee and Swerve can do something with the belts. Um, the answer is never that you should never have a team lose the belts when there's been no build, no story, no nothing. I mean, this is except for there's a story, internal story. But that's there's there's not this mutes. Whoever wins, it's muted. They're not. They didn't rise to a moment. Oh, right. They won't matter at all. Right. Right. Like, this is a terrible way to go about doing something like this. So, again, that doesn't mean that they won't do it. Uh, Let's make that abundantly clear. Definitely doesn't mean that they won't end up doing it that way. But this is a bad way. This is a bad way to do this type of thing. So, I'll come back to something you just said. You said it definitely shouldn't be uh, Team Taz. I'm going to disagree with that. Yeah, I thought right after I said yeah. it, I was like, actually, yeah, um, <laughs> they're they, a real team. <laughs> they actually are kind of a real team, and it's a step beyond that. Where like they're a real team, despite the fact they've never done anything. All they've ever accomplished was internal within their own team. Um, they clearly believe that Ricky Starks is something. Yes, I don't get it. I I don't understand that. I've never seen it, and I, in, I see it in flashes with him. In, okay, I'll give you in flashes. I think he has a unique look, and I think he's like I maybe, maybe do, is Ricky Starks gay? Not that I know of. I, but I, I don't. Know I don't think right? so either. But he definitely comes off as the type of wrestler that gay guys would love, and I I know that sounds like a like a a trite thing, but like, I think it's okay to kind of push. He's flamboyant a little bit, right? Like the way that he poses, he kind of plays up that he's good looking. I think, and maybe I say this because I have one particular gay friend who's in love with Ricky Starks. So maybe (laughs) I'm just assuming that other gay guys would be in love with him. But, um, at some point, if you want him to be a thing, he's got to do something. Like the, the FTW belt isn't a thing. You got to do something. And in a weird way, I actually could see if you feel the need. And again, I'm saying the should is you shouldn't have anybody else win the belt. You should just have um, Jurassic Express retain. But if you've decided that you have to have them drop the belts because you want to do the Jungle Boy Christian thing, which I'm certainly not asking for, um, but if you've decided that, then I actually think it makes more sense to have it be Team Taz, which you've given us a, a ton of on television over the last year, despite the fact that they haven't earned any of it. They've done nothing to, to warrant as much time as they've gotten on television, and yet they've gotten it anyway. So maybe have them do something that warrants it. So I'm actually going to say, I'm going to default back to should be Jurassic Express, because this is a bad way of doing it, with sort of my backup should being, but if you have to, it should be Team Taz. And 
I'm going to say will Team Taz because of that. I'm going to say that, like, again, I'm going to assume they've decided they've got to do something, which is why this was forced together for whatever. Because this match makes no sense. Why did, if, if it was about anyone in particular, why didn't, why wouldn't it have just been a match between those teams? So that's why we know it's only about the Jurassic Express thing. Now, how do you solve the problem better? I think the problem is better solved by Team Taz. So that's who I'm going with for Will. What are the odds? Odds, uh, Jurassic Express minus 130, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks plus 200, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland plus 250. Give me those numbers again. Minus 130 on Jurassic Express, plus 200 on Team Taz, plus 250 on Lee and Swerve. Okay, that's interesting. All right, um, next up, the women's championship match, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Brandon? Serena Deeb is the greatest women's wrestler in the history of women's wrestling. Sure. So so Thunder Rosa showed him what win. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, like, listen, here's, here's the weird part about the should. And you know I like to do this. So, like, if I'm taking in what I've watched on the show and you've spent this much time, I'm not saying you should have, but you spent this much time with Serena Deeb, you would think that would mean you're doing something real with that person. I don't think they should do that. So, like, that, that's the weird thing about the should. Like, maybe the should is you should keep doing the thing that you've spent an ungodly amount of television time on. But I just don't think that, that they should have done that. So I'm not going to turn my should into that. Um, and 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 the, the problem with any of it is I don't know where they're going because they don't care. Like as soon as Britt Baker dropped the belt, they don't care about the belt. So it's hard for me to see, other than what you said earlier about they just go back, it's hard for me to see where either of these people go. I mean, like there's probably more of a road if you have – Serena, God, I can't even say it out loud, but if you have her as the champion, you've got more face people, I think, that could, and and, and that's depending on what we think Britt Baker even is right now. I'm not really, I think she's a heel, I still, I think. I guess she has people cheating for her. I was going to say, yeah, she has people cheating on her behalf. But it is a weird thing. We're like, well, it goes back to what we talked about. She's a star. I mean, we've talked about that a million times. There is, it's a different world when it's a star. Right. So, you know, I, I'm sticking with my should and, and will Thunder Rosa, but I just wanted to point that out. Like, they have done an awful lot of thing, an awful lot of television with Serena Deeb to make you think that they want her to be something. So, I I, I don't know. They can do I, as, They definitely shouldn't do that. But They can do as I much television see. as you want. She's not a thing. It's, no. I, and, and when you say they've done an awful lot of television, they haven't done enough television to make you think she's a thing. They've done enough television. No, I'm not saying it's working. I'm just saying like it makes me think well, it, like it goes of, back yeah. that th- they think she should be a thing or something like right. that. I, there's nothing there. I mean, it, there's. But do you think they force her? In, they, they think they can force her into being a thing by making her the champion? No, because they just. I, mean, I hope they don't think that. They just did that. Right. Like thun- oh, Thunder. Thunder Rosa was more of a thing than Serena Deeb was. Let I, I, me be fair about that. She was far more of a thing than Serena Deeb was. But she really only became a, a viable champion by becoming the champion. Until she was champion, 
there was a clear line of delineation. And by the way, let's let's watch what's happened. I still like Thunder Rosa. I still this sucks. Like there is nothing there. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it, it's about the, the 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 your women's championship is about the fifth most important women's thing that's happening. Um, and and I can put a lot of that on Serena Deeb and them forcing someone who was not ready into this moment, and the fact that they're trying to do so many things when they don't have enough of a roster that they've pushed to justify it. They wanted to do this tournament. They decided to elevate the tournament, and they did it to the detriment of the two title belts because they don't have enough that they have, they've done to make all of it viable. They sacrificed the belts in the process, and that's a shame because I like Anna Jay in particular. I really like her. Um, she could have used like a nice win or two in a tournament to like position herself as more viable moving forward. There's just, and I don't want to make it seem like I don't like Serena Deeb. I think Serena Deeb can have a role within a professional wrestling company, but it sure as f ain't this. Um, you can't. I mean, what a, what a disaster it would be to do this. This is bad enough. You gotta you gotta come out of this with something with a real legitimate thing for Thunder Rosa to be doing moving forward and the problem being I'm, I'm so convinced they feel like they've got to get the Brit Jade that I, I just don't know what you do I, I really I, I guess boy I mean I'm trying to I'm trying to convince myself that somebody could go heal like if you have Ruby win the tournament could you have her go heal to work with Thunder Rosa and make that a big thing like that that could be it I don't know but it's good it, it's got to be Thunder Rosa. Shouldn't will Thunder Rosa? Yeah, I, I think the answer to the Serena Deeb and why it feels like she's is that I think in their minds, this is supposed to be, you know, you build up Serena Deeb as this thing so that when Thunder Rosa beats her, it legitimizes her as a champion. I think on paper, that's what they think that they've done or are doing. And in practicality, it's obviously not that. But that's but, better than the opposite of that. Right. So, and I believe that's what they think that they are doing here. Um, again, didn't work, whatever. But the, the should and will absolutely should be Thunder Rosa legitimizing herself yeah. as champion. Sure. And yes, it, it is heavy, heavy to uh, Thunder Rosa as Thunder Rosa minus 1500, certainty plus God. 600. Yeah. Thank right. God. Again, I'm surprised the numbers are only that, if I'm being totally honest. All right, uh, now to what is the real main event of this show, um, MJF and Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he gets out of his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow will be permanently banned from signing with AEW. Now, uh, I don't know what to say here. (laughs) Yes, you do. Well, we, we, we... Done this for 45 minutes for like two of the past four weeks. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. This, as I've said before, this is another burn it down moment for AEW. That you're just clueless as to what it is that you're doing as a company. As has been pointed out, but you've booked yourself into a corner. You can't come out of this well. Either you're coming out of this burying Wardlow to an extent or you're coming out of it burying MJF well I know which one of those two is the better scenario it's definitely better to bury Wardlow than it is to bury MJF 
There is no debate about that. The problem is, as you guys have pointed out, I have no faith. This is so poorly booked that I, it's hard for me to have faith that they understand this. MJF is the answer. Whatever the question is, MJF is the answer. It's insane. It is, it's beyond insane. It is self-deprecating what they've done. MJF is no longer an evil villain. He's just an idiot. That's all he is. Even if he were to win somehow, there would still be a bit of a stain of the damage that you've done to MJF. He's a dope. He's stupid. It's bat-ass nuts what they've done over the course of the last three months. It is as bad as anything non-Cody related that this company has done. I'm flummoxed. I'm perplexed. How in the world do you have Wardlow just overcome everything to just beat MJF anyway? I can't believe you would do that. I cannot believe you would just have him overcome, overcome, over. It's boring now. It's boring. Wardlow's just going to win. Because that's all he's ever done, is just win. The only thing you can do is have MJF win. It's the only interesting thing that can happen here. But what about the contract? What about the, who gives a flying F? Of course MJF should win. Of course MJF should win. By the way, even if Wardlow hadn't had to overcome every week, MJF should have won anyway, because he's MJF. What will happen? I mean, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. <laughs> it would be three times, I think, maybe. Is it? Is it really? I mean, did we count the think... Jericho, Jericho, yeah. Punk, and oh, this? God, it really is three times. Wardlow's going to win, and they're just going to keep pretending like it doesn't matter. Or I, maybe they're so convinced that, that MJF's leaving anyway that they don't care. I, I mean, where are we with that, by the way, Aaron? His contract doesn't run out until 2024. Like I, people what? who are making a big deal about that, I don't, I, I don't see it being a thing at all. By the way, that makes this so much worse. It's so bad because it was the only justification I could come up with was the idea that like you're so convinced he's leaving that you just don't care what it is that you're doing to his character, right? Like he's gonna leave. The hell with him. We'll just ride with everybody else. This is suicide. I mean, it's. This is how a wrestling company falls apart because you don't realize what you're doing and who your star is and who the guy is that makes everyone have to watch. This guy! So yes, Wardlow will win. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you're right. It should because it should always be MJF. It's, and uniquely, it's not just that it should always be MJF. Uniquely, it's the only interesting thing that you can do. I, I, and I understand that, but I do have to fact, you know, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I have to factor in what the fallout of him winning would be in storyline. And that would be 
he can't move on. He's stuck. He's stuck with Wardlow. He's stuck in the Wardlow story. And even if he wins, he you know, you said it's like cutting off his arm or cutting off his leg. I don't even know that it's that. It's cutting off his arm or giving him cancer that's lasting for a while and possibly terminal until you get rid of it. And that's what the Wardlow story is to MJF right now. It's something that he cannot move out of the situation he's in until that gets fully and utterly resolved one way or or the other. So in in this in this wartime scenario we're talking about, the only thing you can try to do, which is not good, but it's the only thing I can see your way out of right now, is you cut off that arm and you try to cauterize it as quickly as possible. Is you have Wardlow win and then you turn the switch on MJF. You have him Wardlow get out of that contract, and then you have MJF get over on him in the biggest way you possibly can. You have him be the MJF we want him to be. You turn that switch. But unfortunately, to do that, he almost ha- he, he has to lose here because he has to get away from Wardlow. It has to happen. And it sucks that it has to happen. And it's terrible that it has to happen. And it's it's criminal that they put themselves in this position. But now that they have, I think they have to do it. So as much as it pains me, it should be Wardlow, and it will be Wardlow. Should be Wardlow. <laughs> you, you said it should be Wardlow. That's what he said. Yeah, That's it should a- never be Wardlow. Well, again, I think you kill MJF by having him win here because he can't move on from Wardlow, and that's my only reason. You can't have him go into a title but picture you, because Wardlow I, I, is I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump in the middle of your spiel. You know that's not true. There's so many things that you can do within professional wrestling. Well, okay, you're right. You're right. You know, by the okay, the only other thing you can have Wardlow go away. You, you can, can have, have him you go can away. have Wardlow go away. You could just have Wardlow go back to being MJF's butler. No, no, because then the story is what when is Wardlow going to snap again? That is the ultimate and primary story. If he just goes back to being a bodyguard, that is the one. That is always the story around MJF as long as Wardlow is next to him. You can't go back to it. No, it's not the primary story. You could it one, is. It is. No, 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 because you could do both. You could essentially make him go away. You could stop paying attention to it. He can be there, but I don't need him there. It can just go away. It can't. It can't. It can. It, it's, it's as interesting as you make it out to be. You've watched professional wrestling for way too long. You know things can just go away. They just can. They can just go away away and they constantly do now is it good no of course not but you keep trying to make it seem like one is better than the other that's not true the only thing that's best out of all of this is mjf not being adult that's it no one else matters let sean spears literally die i'm I'm semi-kidding also, there's, don't let MGF take chair shots like that. Yeah, don't definitely do that. Well, yeah. There's one thing that matters. And if Wardlow has to disappear for six months because next week he's told, you're just back to being the butler again, and then you just sort of pretend that it's gone, you just goes away, that's fine. That's he, like, that's fine. The thing. I think he has to go away. That's he has to go away. Fine. It's absolutely fine. And if in six months after you've done relevant things with MJF, you want to go back to it and suddenly he shows up again, you can do that too. 
but you don't prioritize Wardlow because you never, ever, ever prioritize Wardlow. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, the should is MJF. The should is always, uh, whatever. We don't have to keep harping on it. The, the should is MJF. The will, this one to me, unless unless it's what you said, and they just, and Warlow just wins, right? This one to me feels like the one that might have some weird, convoluted, bizarre finish. Like where, you know, he's like, I don't know. Like, is there a way that he wants him to beat him for some reason? And there's some kind of convoluted way they get out of the contract part of it. I mean, I understand why you're hung up on that uh, because they've made that (laughs) the story and it is tricky, but there's probably some professional wrestling way that they can get out of that. Or like Glenn said, he just murders him near the end and, you have some kind of stretcher out or something. And that's how you just write him off for a little while. I don't know, but I I don't have it in me to say that they're going to put Wardlow over here. So I'm just going to say they do the right thing and they figure out a way to put MJF over. And maybe, by the way, maybe there's a way that Wardlow can win, but somehow they still put MJF over. Maybe there's a way to do that. You're going to have to, and that's that's kind of what I'm saying is like Wardlow does get the win to get away from him, but MJF comes out on top somehow. If 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 what the answer is is that MJF beats Wardlow to within an inch of his life and purposely gets himself disqualified because he doesn't want Wardlow to work with him any longer, right? Or he lays down and puts his lifeless body on top of him. Well, that no, it can't. It can't be that. There has to be a. You cannot have Wardlow pin MJF. That's weakness. Not even like that. No, it has to be. I did this the way I wanted it to, and it was that is. I did this the way. No, that's that involves me losing. I'm signing up to lose. A disqualification isn't a loss. A disqualification is I. I won the war, right? Like. Just laying down, and ex- that's not winning the war. That's pathetic. Winning the war is, I beat you to within an inch of your life. The problem with that is, it goes back to what Aaron talked about. It doesn't really go away. Wardlow's got to get that back at some point. The answer has to be, Wardlow goes away. Has to. Has is to gonna, go Is he going to be like, I signed, I, I, I sold your contract to Ring of Honor or something? <laughs> that, that wouldn't be the worst idea, honestly. Um, it's pretty stupid. It's, but it's terrible. It, it's stupid, but in, in the terms of what, like, the different situations we're dealing with right now, it's the cleanest. But the, you know, by the way, you know that, like, an authority figure could also have something to say about this, right? Like... An authority figure could have said something to say about this for the past three years. Right, but they got through the match, right? So they can get through the match. This is the scenario where MJF wins, right? Where MJF wins, proves he's the evil genius we always wanted to believe he was, and then next week an authority figure steps in and says, I've decided to sign Wardlow anyway. Oh, that's, that's true. That's the type of thing that T- solves Tony your, Khan signs him as a personal assistant instead of an AEW contract. Whatever, whatever it is, right? No, like, but, but no, but, or, but but if but if MJF wins, that's not possible, right? 
No, because well, Aaron just no, said the word. No, he can't sign an AEW contract. Right. So it could be, you know, to, again, the stupid part is it could be a Ring of Ring Honor of contract. Honor. Or right. I'm signing to a Jaguars contract. Right. Or it's Tony Khan <laughs> saying, yes, I've decided to sign him to my own deal where he'll work with me and he'll be my consigliere or whatever the F you want to say, right? Like The, the Blackpool Combat Club has their own contracts. Yeah, something along those lines. You can get out of this. Now, can you get out of this and get away from it forever? I don't know. But you can get out of this. And the answer is not, yeah, but that's complicated, and so let's just have Wardlow win. No. 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 No! (laughs) Never! MJF has to be a genius. And two weeks down the road, let it run. Let him be... Look like all hope is lost, and he had a plan the entire time. And that's whether that's somebody else that he's hired to work for him, whether that's something he figured out about Wardlow, whatever it was, he has to be the dastardly evil genius when this is all said and done. And when it's all said and done, let it breathe. And then when you got to figure out how you're bringing Wardlow back, do whatever you want to do in order to bring Wardlow back. Do whatever that is. I don't care, but don't let MJF lose again after he has literally been been gotten. He's got got every freaking week. Every week. He's he's been embarrassed. Jesus. All right. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Main event. CM Punk. Hangman Page championship match. I don't remember who's first. Aaron, I think you're I'm first. first. I'm first. I wish they had cut that promo that they did on Wednesday back in Baltimore. If if Adam Page cuts that promo in Baltimore instead of whatever he cut back in Baltimore, that leads to three weeks of a really interesting storyline of is there something to what Adam Page is saying? Is CM Punk a wolf in sheep's closing? Or is the the pressure getting to Adam Page? Is he just delusional? That's a compelling storyline. That's compelling television. And you got here, but you got here with so little time that there's not really any time to process it when it could have ended up being really compelling over three weeks. And that's disappointing to me because I, I think that they nailed what this could have, or maybe not should have been, but nailed something compelling here at the very end. And as I said when I was talking about the the Owen Hart match, because of that promo, I do think there's a number of ways you can go with this. You can go with CM Punk wins as a face and Adam Page is just kind of delusional. You can do this where CM Punk is revealed to be a, a wolf in sheep's closing as the champion and go on a heel run. You can go as Adam Page is a conquering hero because he's a face. Or Adam Page is so paranoid that he does end up turning heel because of how paranoid he is. All of those, for the most part, work for me. Mm. I think what we are going to, what we should see, I'm going to say Adam Page should win because I don't need CM Punk as a champion. Um, What we will see, I think that promo was cut for a reason and we are going to see a a CM Punk heel title run here uh, through the summer. By, by the way, it is tricky because I know that we we have a conversation about who should be champion, who shouldn't be champion, you know, based on 
who they are, how old they are, what the situation is with who the company should be pushing and all this. I'm going to be very blunt. And I think most people probably, if you pay attention to me, like you'll know that I think this. You cannot sign someone like CM Punk and not have them be your world champion. And I know that there might be people that disagree with me. Um, but like, I don't understand why you even have someone like that on the roster if they're not going to get a run at some point. I, I personally, I would never sign someone like that if they weren't going to be a huge part of the show. And you can't, you can't do what he's been doing forever without intersecting with the title. So get it out of the way, give him a run, do it, whatever. I mean, he doesn't need to champion forever, but I think it needs to happen. The, the Moxley, you don't bring him in. You don't bring Jericho in. All these guys that like at that level, they're going to get the title at some point. That's the whole point of them being there. Or it's a part of the whole point of them being there is to drive traffic to the show and to be the focal point of the show. For that reason, I'm going to say, I, like, I think this is your opportunity to do that. Like, I think the should is CM Punk wins the title. I think we've talked about how Hangman Page got his moment. We, I, you know, I do think there's more juice in the orange, but he's got forever. He's got a huge career ahead of him as years wise. Um, he's young, like he'll get another run. I think it's fine. Uh, I, I'm going to say they do it. I think they pull the trigger on punk. I think there's, you know, in my opinion, I really want it to get back to MJF, um, uh, eventually going over him. But if you're saying it's going to be heel, like I, I haven't thought that part out as much uh, as far as if he's going to turn heel or whatever, but, like, I think it's felt like to me he wants to be John Cena right now. And so, like, I think there's some nuance in here that they're trying to get to this match. But I, I don't ultimately think that he's turning heel, but he could be, whatever. I'm going to say should and will see him punk. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I actually am in agreement shouldn't should be CM Punk. The will part. It's tough. Yeah. I, I yeah. You guys know how I felt I felt about this. I don't agree with Brandon about CM Punk needing to win the title. I, I just don't. at some point. Yeah, I've never felt that way. But like, I I felt more like he inevitably was than I felt like he needed right. to. I but never you pay, I, whatever. What's the rumor? Eight million dollars. Right. Like, you pay that person not to have the title. I, Eight I, million dollars. I understand what you you talk about this with Edge. I I think those guys are the who they are. They don't need to do it. I think there's actually a better argument for CM Punk than there was with Edge because CM oh Punk, way better than yeah. This you know, is a way had, he's never yeah. won the AEW title like. So, right. so you can't call him a former AW champion uh, for the rest of his career, but he's still CM Punk. So I, I don't. The only thing I separate, I don't think he needed to, but I do. The inevitability of it, yeah, I, you're probably right about that. Like that, once he got there, it was inevitable that at some point they give him the belt, and that's a shame because again, AW, the idea of AW should be the company that doesn't have to do that, that doesn't have to. That they are capable of doing various different things, and be, but they're just they're not right. Like we're we're well past that. So inevitable, sure, uh, inevitable. Um, the thing that I keep coming back to is the part that I said all along. The Hangman Page story, unfortunately, was never really about like Hangman Page being champion for some time or being at the top of the company. It was very specific. Hangman Page had to get over on Kenny Omega. Everything after that was irrelevant. Um, and and I, I, I'm in a weird spot. Do I wish better for Hangman Page? I don't know. Not really. I, I don't think this is who Hangman Page needs to be. I don't think he needs to be the champion of the company. I think he's fine. Um, I, I think you need to, to make sure you're doing relevant things with him. Like, you don't just go from him being the champion to him 
you know, back to being in dark order and, and doing nothing. But it was about the moment. It wasn't about the man. And I, you know, I'm I'm sorry. So whatever you're going to do, I I would f- prefer it's a CM Punk face thing to set up MJF. That's I absolutely would continue to prefer that because again, the answer to every question is MJF. But if it's a if it's a heel thing, I don't I just don't know who it's for if it's a heel thing. Like who's that for? Who is ultimately taking advantage of that if CM Punk is a strong heel champion? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah. I don't get the heel part. Yeah, I'm not there. The the heel part is simply because of the promo they cut and I'm wonder like it's but, a weird promo to cut if you're not going to do anything like got two, two faces and they do well, something. No, like well, that. but exactly, but like I feel like you're you cut that promo. The promo you cut and it's either you're setting it up where Page is a little delusional and he could turn heel or that CM Punk is what Adam Page said. I feel like you you don't have to do one way, but if you cut a promo like that, one of them should be, you know, it should there should be a reveal that one of them is wrong or right in Page's case, whatever. I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I also think it could just be trying to get you to a pay-per-view. I mean, I, it, it's possible as well. Um, so ultimately, yeah, I shouldn't will CM Punk, and I'm I'm not. I'm more convinced that it's a it's a face title run, and I. You know who who would he face at Forbidden Door then, Aaron? I, who knows what they're doing with Forbidden Door? So well, but I do think that's relevant. Well, okay, okay. Well, well it could be like saying... probably someone not even in the company, right? Well, yeah, he would. Well, yeah, it be it would be some. Yeah, yeah. but who? who... Yeah, all of these matches are supposed to be against New Japan. So wait, you're saying who would Punk face or who yeah. would? Who would Punk face? Who would? What? Would... I mean, the 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 answer is always Kenta for who should Punk face right. at Forbidden Door. So who's that's gonna be answer. like AEW Survivor Series, basically? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what Forbidden Door is. Like that—that's what the, the whole thing on Wednesday with Cobb and uh, Great yep. Ocon coming out is setting up. Is everyone's going to be facing some sort of New but, Japan? But, but you don't think that they're going to just try to line it up? So that there is an argument to that. If they're just trying to line it up, champion versus champion, and you're convinced, well, Kent is not. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh it, no, no, I, I don't think it's necessarily champion versus champion. Okay, because that I do think it becomes relevant if they're trying to do champion versus champion. Because if they're trying to do champion versus champion, and everybody is convinced it's going to be CM Punk versus Kenta, then you've got your answer, right? Um, but if it's not champion versus champion, yeah, I think CM Punk is the answer. I yeah, because because I don't because I think like I said, Cobb and Okan are presumably facing FTR, and I don't think Cobb and Okan are champions right now, so. I don't know the answer to that, so I, I, I'm I don't think that's the case. I they'll win one of these three tag belts before then, and I don't know. <laughs> All right, um, uh, but yeah, B- Bullet Club. So not yeah, they are not current champions. Okay, so the, look, those are our picks. That's what it is. It's Sunday night. That's the pay per view. Now let's quickly, because I, I I don't have much longer, unfortunately, to go through everything from WWE in the week, and I I don't know how much we really need to go through anyway. Um, the big story, of course, is the Vegas thing that we alluded to at the top. The big story is you embarrassingly... I mean, there's no... You can't get around this. This is heinously embarrassing. This is... This is about as bad legitimately... I'm going to say... I think this is worse from a saving face perspective 
I'm going to make this very clear. It's always worse when someone loses their job. That's a terrible thing. But as far as how it actually reflects on your company, I said a billion times. Unfortunately, companies fire people constantly. And in the same way that a lot of people's jobs go away, you can make it seem every time we try to say, well, the WWE let go of people, the world, the sky is falling. That's not even, there's no reality that backs that up. Reality is your company just let go of people and ESPN's let go of people and everybody is letting go of people. So every time that people have tried to scream that the sky was falling because WWE was purging their roster, it was never backed up by reality. The reality is this is something that can never happen. You can never announce, sell tickets, run promos, make let people make travel plans. This is when when I talk about something being fire festivalian, we talk use that term a lot around WrestleMania and you know, for what it's worth, I was I was wrong to some extent about that, right? Some of the things that I thought were fire festivalian turned out to be pretty great, like the Stone Cold thing. Um, this is fire festival. This is I don't ever have faith in your company again because you put me out a lot of money in making plans. I I, I was on the list of people that was planning on flying out for money in the bank, and I still would like to do it. I'd still hope that I can pull it off. But as has been pointed out, there are already actually more tickets sold than there are seats available in the arena. This this is bad. This is really bad. It, it's incredible because... They didn't have any real intention of selling out the stadiums and they don't for SummerSlam or like that's their policy going forward is we don't need to sell out stadiums. We just need to hit this certain marker where all of a sudden it's more profitable to go into a stadium than it is to go to arena. People have speculated that's 30, 35,000, which you would think would be attainable based on what they've done in the past for stadium shows. And obviously this is, for whatever reason, I, I, I'm really, in, in weeks coming up, kind of fascinated to look down to why is this uniquely such a disaster? What the hell happened that the report was, I think, 16,500 16, was the number? What was it that they weren't going to get anywhere close to even 30,000? Don't you uh, think it's a combination of two things? I think it's more than two things. I think there's actually a number of things. that. Well, I... there's two really big things and, and that they can control. I'm not talking – like people are talking about UFC and all that other stuff. Yeah. I'm going to say there's two really big things. SummerSlam later that month Yep. in a easier destination. Yep. Well, for, wait, wait. For who? You're saying it's easier for – It's easier for you. Tickets. It's easier for anyone on the East Coast, which is the right. majority of – well, you're, uh, you're. LA is pretty. Yeah, you're doing a bit there. Like you're, you're doing a. I, I know what you're trying to say, but it's way more people that like, like. Why do you think all touring focuses more on the Northeast I, than anywhere else? I, I, I understand that, but the flip side argument would be there's a lot of people out there. And, there is, and there's no competition saying, for anything out there. Anyone west of the Mississippi. So hold on, hold on. You're, you got, let me do part two. Part two is July 4th weekend, which I think yeah. when it goes the opposite way that they thought it was going to go. Like, I don't know anyone who does anything other than July 4th stuff on that weekend. They go with their family. They're not traveling to concerts or 
wrestling or whatever. Like most of the average people you talk to are all having picnics and stuff like that on 4th of July. Like or vaca- or like actual vacations. You know what I mean? Like they'll go to an actual beach or an actual destination, not, you know, Las Vegas for a wrestling show. So I think those two two are, are two of the big things. I, and I think the third one is that, you know, you just did a stadium show in Vegas, which does, I think, factor in as well. I do. I, uh, yeah, that, too. I yes. do. I do think that's I think that's very relevant. I think it's very relevant that it's less than a year. Right. Because it, it was August. Yeah. To July. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's 11 months. It, it, yeah. it takes away from the the sheer. I want to see what this looks like factor for for people to, again. To make the uh, well, and, and wrestling fans, I want to spend a weekend in Vegas. Well, I just spent yeah. a weekend in Vegas. And, and by the way, you know, what's really funny. And I know it's like there's a million reasons why this is completely different, but it is just interesting to say it out loud. Like the Rolling Stones wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, like the Rolling Stones wouldn't play Vegas and then play Vegas again in a stadium less than a year later. Um, Paul McCartney wouldn't do probably, that. You know what probably I mean? not. Right. Like that would be reserved for the biggest markets that exist, like the markets that, you know, no matter what, there's a, there's so much size in that market. We, we can always go to Chicago and there's enough people in that market and we're the Rolling Stones. If we went to Chicago on every tour, we'd sell out or sell enough. On right, every but, tour. but if they thought they were worth that many tickets, they would do two nights the first time. They wouldn't do. They wouldn't come back the year later. Like it's 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 like a third cheaper. It's like insanely cheaper to do the show if you do two nights versus that's one. This, yep, and, and, and go back right. And I can just tell you, like that's the way they play. Yeah. Like that's when if you see Taylor Swift do two nights in D.C., cause that's because that's the way that works. Now you'll see in New York City it works a little bit differently, but that's strictly building availability issues. Like Harry Styles is doing like 15 or whatever. I think it's 30 now, 25 or 30 nights at Madison Square Garden, and Billy Joel does this, and they're all over the place. But that's because right. you can't get right. Yes, 30 you can't. You can't book a month, Square. right? I understand right. what you're right. saying. Um, I think the one thing that we don't know is everybody's talking about the changes to the poster afterwards and the question becomes one does that really like did you find pretty significant did you find out beforehand that someone wasn't going to be there and realized you had bit off more than you could chew or did you decide after you made the move that you didn't want to pay certain people to be there that's a really good question. That's like the, the I, part of like yeah. that where they like the chicken oh, or the wait, egg. <laughs> we're moving it because either a Brock said he can't make it or B and, and or B Roman same deal or like, we don't know is Roman now. Like I have this many dates and mm-hmm. you're playing against that too, where he, like, you're like, Oh, do we, if Roman gets eight dates or whatever, we don't want to burn one here. Right. Because, it's you know the the further reporting is we actually know who the opponents are going to be what well, we're going to be quote unquote based on a Meltzer report that it was going to be pretty much what we guessed Riddle at Money in the Bank Randy Orton at SummerSlam and Drew McIntyre at the Clash and now it says that with this change he's reporting that everything is up in the air with Reigns and Lesnar for Money in the Bank but they still could appear so that is what is being reported. Uh, by Meltzer at the moment. And, and I don't know, right? And as I said before, I 
if your plan it and feels I, like to me you'd want to advertise Roman Reigns if you yeah I would it. think that but I would go a step further and I, I try to say this without I don't I'm not trying to offend anyone and I think every time we have this conversation it feels, feels like I don't like Matt Riddle I love Matt Riddle but if you think Matt Riddle was main eventing a stadium show and that was getting you a huge crowd no it was never happening um, I and I like Matt Riddle and I'm saying that I that's that's insane that that was ever the plan was Matt Riddle for the main event of a stadium show you can say all you want well it's not really the main event the money in the bank match is the main event but we haven't done that yet we haven't gotten to a point we we all love money in the bank but you can say that about Royal Rumble right we know the Royal Rumble will sell out whatever big building you want to put in or at least sell a ton of tickets in whatever big building you want to put it in we are not yet at the point where we know that the money in the bank match alone is so desirable that it will sell 20,000 seats in any stadium. We don't know that. We have no evidence of that whatsoever. It required a huge main event. And Roman Reigns versus Matt Riddle wasn't that. So, however we got here, you know, the chicken and the egg thing, I don't know, but there's no getting around it. There's no saving face. There's no... This is the type of thing that happens to companies that are having bigger problems. This is bait and switch. This is, you know, we, we promise you the moon and then we give you, you know, the smallest star in the universe. Um, this to me is as bad perception-wise as honestly anything that, that's happened in the last year. Oh, last year? Oh, like... This is as far as, oh, my God, what's happening to this company is as alarming as when they had to move WrestleMania into the smaller venue because they couldn't sell tickets 30 years ago. But I was going to say that was three decades ago that we're talking about. But that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as just strict perception on, oh, my God, the company. Well, here's the thing. The big big difference is it no longer matters to them what that show financially does. Like, it mattered to them a lot. Like, WrestleMania 7 could have, like, wrecked the company. You know what I mean? That's the one that we're talking about, right? Yes. That they moved from the... Yeah. yeah the like, that could have utterly wrecked the company. Like, this, they don't want to lose that much money, but it wouldn't wreck the company. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, this is this is a financial decision or 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 an optics decision. I mean, it's it's weird to say that because the optics of moving it are really bad, too. But Yeah, that's the... It's it's odd that you think that the it's the optics of... Of it being empty would be worse, and I do wonder. A lot of people point out, Aaron. You got to remind me how very late in WCW's run they did a show either at the Georgia Dome or at the St. Louis Dome, and I don't remember which one it was. But the reports were there were five thousand people there. Wow! And I remember that being one of like the worst things. It was so unbelievably damning that they ran a building so big with so few people, which, again, 5,000 people are what attends AEW Dynamite in a lot of markets. Was that the one where Bischoff said they, like, gave him the building for free or something? So they were like, okay, we'll just run it anyway. Yeah, I think it sounds like it was the Georgia Dome, if I remember that correctly. Um, We had... uh, uh, Hang on a second. I can't find it. I can't find it. Yeah, I, I, I can't come up with what the answer, but I just remember that being a huge story. Um, 
in the downfall of WCW. And I wonder if that uniquely makes them sensitive about something like this. I don't know. I don't I I just can't come up with why they think they had the option of all hands on deck. We got to solve this problem. What do we do in order to solve this problem? Who can we get to show up? How do we pull this off? How do we make this work? You know, who's who's you know what do I have to suck to make sure we get the water so that we can have the fire festival? You know what I mean? Like they <laughs> they had that option of having going down that road and didn't. And oh boy, I mean. Yeah. And they couldn't even move to T-Mobile. Right. Well, I mean, but that, I, I don't, people are making seem that seem like it's a big deal. I, I made a joke about it earlier. I don't know that that's that big of a deal. They did the Grammys at this building earlier this year, right? Yeah. Like, th- this was the building for all of the major fights for years, and I believe it was the building for sure. the Fury Wilder fight, right? Like, I know T-Mobile is the new building, and yeah. and I think well, people and, are, and it does have, for, for wrestling setup, presumably 6,000 more seats. Right, I understand that. I yeah. just, I, I don't think, I think a Which lot. Which one of, has more seats, T-Mobile, T-Mobile or the T-Mobile? T-Mobile, yeah. T-Mobile. Okay. Got it. I, if if we're using the same setup as Double or Nothing did three years ago, it's eleven thousand uh, seats for wrestling. But it doesn't have to be. They don't have to have a huge screen. They can, they can figure out a way. If if they if they want to have more people in there, they can do something in order to right. do it. Right. They don't. You know, that's that's a question. They used to do that at MSG all the time. Remember? Oh, they, right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, at MSG, that, that was the MSG setup. Right. It was, they were just like, look, we're not doing a screen because we want to get more people in the building because it's a bigger market and we can get right. more people in the building. So that's what we're going to do. So whenever we come to MSG, it was always like very alarming that the, people were just walking kind of out of the crowd. I, I, by the way, I love that setup, that the, I, the door right behind the ring. Yeah, I kind of loved it too. If I'm being honest with you, I kind of miss it. Yeah. Um, and they did something similar at SummerSlam last year in the stadium, right, where there wasn't a big screen there was no screen yeah, yeah so like right. they, they could do another event with no screen um i, I don't know man I, I i don't i don't want to over i don't want to scream bloody murder and make it seem like this is the death of the company it's not but it's it's worse because it's on top of all of the other things that we've talked about it's on top of the you don't you got rid of a championship belt now you're getting more rid of more championship belts you're you you can't fill not that anybody needed Money in the Bank to be in a stadium to begin with, but you did that. You announced it. You did your research. You thought you knew, and then you couldn't do it. Um, it's a lot of bad. It's, it's a lot of bad. I, and and, and uh, it makes SummerSlam really worth watching. Like, like the, the business of SummerSlam, not necessarily I'm right. talking about the show. Right. Um, if that doesn't sell, all of a sudden I think that, you know, that really ramps up. The, and by the way, oh my, my God, brother, not not that this is like whatever, but my my brother just sent forwarded me an email like five minutes ago of uh, them selling buy three get one free or whatever. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm pulling up so there's a, a WrestleTix uh, tweet from about a week ago. Twenty two thousand right now have been sold for SummerSlam. Yeah, and there's like a whole section of the stadium you can tell is killed that they're not even like planning to sell. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's the thing. They're they are not not trying to fill these stadiums they are trying to get to a certain number right so you know if it's 22 right now and let, let's say that number is 35 that's pretty good yeah, because they haven't okay. announced any they haven't announced any matches but 35 you could do in a why get a football stadium we can do a baseball stadium you know what i mean like nashville doesn't have I, a baseball I know but like you're uh, so it might d- just be harder to get a baseball stadium during baseball season 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true too. I guess that's fair. Because they, I mean, they have to build it for two weeks or something, right? Yeah. Well, depending on what kind of stage you're doing, depending on exactly what it is that you're doing with it. Well, but all that, the ring and all that other shit too. Right, but Not I, two I weeks, don't think you need two weeks. But for you, that. you need a, you need the like Metallica six concert days. in Baltimore took ten days. Right, but they also had ten days, right? Like if they didn't have ten days. Well, the, no, I mean that's the way those things are built. No, like because they have they're, they're, A, B, and C rigs to go to the next town, Brandon, and it literally takes. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm telling you, when they Billy Joel came to town a couple weeks uh, years ago, it was in the middle of baseball season, and they were able to do all of it during the course of a of a road trip. They they, they these things happen in every. The, Paul McCartney's coming in two weeks, right? Like it's in the middle of a right. road trip. They they are plenty capable. When they've got more time, they're happy to use the more time. Um, but you know they can they could pull it off in a baseball stadium no problem just using figure out a team that's away for a week now yes if they were so desirous of it being Nashville they didn't have that option you're right you know like there was no way for them to do that they had to do it in the football stadium because there's no baseball stadium there but boy thirty five thousand in a football stadium you can do a lot of gimmicks but it's going to be light out for the the overwhelming majority of that show. Especially since they're in the central time zone. So, like, what, the show's going to start at, at 7? It'll be light for, for a couple of hours? It's really hard to hide. If, if that's the number you're going through, 35,000, that's half. That's half. Uh, it's, it's, and it's an outdoor stadium. It's not like an indoor stadium where you can, I don't know, I guess you could hard cam it. And, sure. Jesus, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. That's rough. That's but there's gonna be a lot of pictures. There's gonna be a lot of people sharing on the internet how few people are actually there. Problems. Um I, I got like five minutes for anybody to talk about anything that actually happened on WWE programming this week. Apparently they decided it was a last minute decision to put the both titles on the Usos, which is it seems kind of <laughs> amazing. It seems super smart, right? Is that uh, and Randy Orton stuff storyline, I'm assuming. That I assume it is because there's no reports otherwise, and that's what shocked me. Like, I didn't see anything coming out afterwards saying this is a work or this is real. So because I don't see a this is real, I'm assuming it's a work. Yeah, but, that's, yeah, that's I, I, I was I very did. surprised I didn't see more about that. All right. Anything else? Um, we're Not getting really. another Ronda-Raquel match on SmackDown, which was pretty cool the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah, actually it was. You're not wrong about that. That was cool. So, um. Other than that, I mean, I, <laughs> it was painful to get through all the shows this week. It was painful. It was <laughs> painful to get through all the shows this week. It was, it was a drag. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what happened with on Raw besides the the. Basically, the only thing I remember is the tag team title stuff. Um, Kevin Owens show on SmackDown tonight. <laughs> Oh my God! Remind me, the the main event of Raw was Becky. No, Becky right. and Oscar, and Becky gets into the match. Oh yeah, that happened. So if there's a triple cool. threat match at Hell in a Cell with Becky, Oscar, and Bianca, and it will be awesome. Yeah, it will. You're right. Yeah, it will be awesome. What do you th- What do you think? Uh, so just since we mentioned it last week, is is this what we think? Like the Bobby Lashley is just going to win this uh, handicap match or whatever. I mean, the only reason you do a handicap match like this is so Bobby can pin the pin MVP and not right, pin right. Omos. Yes. Like that's the only reason you yes. do that. And, and I love, I love that they're setting it up. This is the first time where the heel wants to be, like the heel smaller guy wants to be in the match. Normally they're forced into it. 
It's kind of a weird bit there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, actually, you know what? There are two quick things. So one thing that we should really just touch on real quick, and then one thing I want to shit on. Um, the Judgment Day. So do you think it's really going to be one of these people they're talking about, or is this going to come out of left field and be someone completely different? Left field. I think so, too. Yeah. I, and if it isn't, it it's worse if they just do Finn anyway or whatever. Or AJ. I was, was going to say, it, they, if it was going to be Finn, they shouldn't have mentioned Finn. Yeah, that was my feeling, too. Um, <laughs> uh, and then... Who thought it was a good idea to have Jerry Lawler interview Veer? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> what no, was I, that? I have no idea what, what? that was. I, I, I could not believe that what I saw there. That was yeah. the worst piece of shit on any show this week. That was, that, there was nothing. There was nothing there. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> All right. We good? Can we wrap That's up? It. All right. Yeah. Very good. Uh, let's yeah. get some plugs in. Aaron. Uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. We're on a number of specials right now, so make sure to look at that. And, of course, get the newsletter with all of the uh, best picks of the days, best picks of the week. And follow me on Twitter at the AOster. All right, Brandon. Um, no new announcements this week, but we'll have a ton of new show announcements uh, right after the Memorial, the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so go to RamsHeadLive.com or follow us at RamsHeadLive on Instagram or Twitter. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Uh, we, uh, we, we send uh, uh, thoughts and, and eternal gratitude for all uh, families that have been affected by losing someone, not only in the tragedy this week, but obviously as we celebrate, or say, not we reflect on more Memorial Day in this country. Uh, we continue to be grateful for that. At AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him on all social media for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main events. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. Nobody? Nobody prepared anything. It's a hell of a finish. <laughs>